Hello, it's us again in Search of Tracks podcast. Welcome. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. Hi, Bob. What's going on? Oh, Pete, I am good. I am good. I am good. It is a busy week here at the HQ. Um, uh, but but good busy. How about you? What, how how are you? I didn't even ask you that pre-recording. How are you? Oh, it's all right. I'm uh I'm doing okay. I so I had two things happen in the last thirty minutes. One was really good, and one was really bad. So I had. Right. You want the bad or the good first? Uh, let's let's end on a good note. So give me the bad. All right. So the bad was that you know when you go to the doctor and you think that it's covered by insurance, and then you get slapped with a really heavy bill. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so no. I had that happen. Oh. So I'm not too stoked on that one, but I'm hoping that I can just like pull some strings and talk to the insurance people and get it figured out. But you know, this is the world we live in. Um, it sure is. Yes. The good All right, news sucks. Good news, please. Is that I had a great piece of cherry pie with vanilla ice cream. Woo! I love that. I love that. Um, where's cherry pie in your pie rankings? What's is it your favorite pie? Is there w- uh, something you'd put definitely above it? Not favorite. I think I would put pumpkin pie above that. Um, okay, but they're different pies. You know, they're what very I mean? different. One's kind of. Would you? Pumpkin isn't a creamy pie, but it's also not a fruit pie. Yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely like, not a fruit pie. You would definitely put it more with like a key lime or a meringue or um, like what's the chocolate one? You know, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I love a key that. lime, dude. That that actually might be number one. Uh, I was going to ask you if key lime is very, very good. Have you yeah. had key lime pie in Florida? Like at any of the spots? I have not. No. Okay. It's, it's actually worth it. Like I've had a couple pieces of key lime pie down in, in the Keys. Really good. I've had unbelievable key lime pie in the like tampa area like Clearwater. yo you got me like this is like low <laughs> key this is the podcast that i'm trying to do between <laughs> axe to grind and, and in search of tracks is like where i just talk about desserts all the time um i think there's a few of those i think sal volcano from uh impractical <laughs> jokers does one in fact well uh we can we can compare notes at some point yeah. um key lime isn't might not even be in my top five pies. How about what's, that? What's your number one pie? <sighs> when you put me on the spot, damn. Um, a good pecan pie or wow. pecan pie. But I have to be honest. I am so particular about it because typically pecan pies have kind of like a gush. Like it's like, Oh yeah, here's some pecans on the top. And then it's this like gush. And it's like, no, 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 no. I want all pecans, but it has (laughs) to have that molasses syrup, like sweetness throughout still has to have the perfect texture. So that's a tough one. Fair. Apple is very good. Okay. But it's almost like, high floor low ceiling if that makes sense like it has to be, you have to make a pretty bad apple pie for it to suck true but to make a like oh my god this apple pie is unlike anything I've, I've had a lot of apple pie they haven't all rocked my world but they've all been pretty good you know yeah. like they're pretty good you can get like a diner apple pie it's going to be solid 100% um 
there was a long time where, oh man, there's um pies are bigger on the West Coast. I think there was a pie company called Polly's Pies, I think, and they had it was like a small chain that had like maybe just north of Denny's level food, but did have remarkable pies. And they had an Oregon Marionberry pie that I loved. That's I right don't up even there. Know what that would taste like? It's. Somewhere in taste between blackberry and it's like a sweet blackberry, but maybe with a little more texture. Um, okay. Strawberry rhubarb pie is pretty high. A really good strawberry rhubarb is very high, actually. And uh, a very good blueberry is really high on me. I do like a blueberry. Like a really good, um, my significant other has had pie parties in the past. <laughs> where she's made a bunch of pies and had people bring pies. Wow. Now, she did this when she was vegan. She hasn't been vegan for a while, so I might suggest it's time to... to uh, Oh, bring back the revitalize pie Revitalize the pie party. I know, I know. It's quite an endeavor, and you end up with a lot of leftover pie. I'm sure um, you do. Which is a good and bad problem. So anyways... This is the pie podcast now, everybody. There, there's the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your pie piper. Um, <laughs> Yo, I could talk about pies for a long time. Uh, I did because I, I mentioned it's a busy week. I currently have a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting, which is my favorite dessert. Oh, beautiful. Um, sitting on the counter that I'm slowly eating the entire thing because it was my son's birthday. So um, he had a slice. A significant other had a slice. She said, she said what I think is maybe the meanest thing I can think that she would say. <laughs> Which is, oh, I didn't really care for it. And I was like, whoa. Well, she made it. She made it. So she can say whatever she wants. Sure. But she doesn't say like mean stuff. If she had said, I hated it or like, meh, eh, whatever. But being like, no, oh, I didn't care for it. I was like, whoa, that's like brutal. Yeah, really self, like, really critical like, of her own work. I I mean, I was I was I was taken aback. I was clutching my pearls. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> so anyways. Um, Next time, just get a fudgy the whale, I guess. <laughs> I've done that many times. Um, yo, quietly, not an ice cream cake, dude. They're fine. But I like ice cream by itself better, and I like cake by itself better. You're giving me an inferior combination. Interesting theory. I don't know if I agree with you there. Maybe I do. Tell me the best. I mean, I don't like cake that much is the thing. Oh, all right. Well, f- sorry to the people looking for music talk. I'm getting at least two <laughs> more minutes here. Um, give me your these treat ra- rankings. Cake, pie, cookies, ice cream, brownies. Oh, geez. Um, and then all within variants. Ice cream cake is an outlier. Is an outlier, but but cheesecake uh, falls under cake. Cheesecake falls under cake. All right. Well, that brings cake up a little bit. Mm -hmm. God, I guess ice cream, Uh pie, Mm -hmm. cookies. Okay. But like, I mean, I got to speak in generalities. I can't like distinguish between good cookies and bad cookies. Um, Cookies, brownies, cakes at the bottom. Was there another one? That's it. It's five. It's just five. Okay. Cakes at the bottom. I think cakes at the bottom. It's an interesting take. Okay. Because, Because I get a lot more like subpar cake than I get subpar anything else. 
you're and not wrong. And, it, and it's like pancakes where like, I never order pancakes because I take two bites and I'm like, oh, this is like too much bread. It's like too yep. much of the same stuff. I get you. Um, I would. That's where uh, I'm at. In my breakfast sweet treats, I go waffles, French toast, pancakes, but waffles and French to- toast sometimes jostle, jockey for position. Yep. Uh, pancakes is always the bottom. However, Agreed. when I have a, I have, I will point you to some good pancake places. Um, I actually had really good pancakes in the city uh, a month ago that were like exemplary. They went down light and easy and f- they were just great. And typically I'm like, I'm so wary of a bad pancake. It's funny you say that. I actually, I had a short stack for the first time in like 10 years at the original pancake house in Caldwell, New Jersey. Last I'm a week. fan. I'm a fan of original pancake house. Yeah. And it was, it was killer. It was like exactly what I wanted. People who are not aware, original pancake house and international house of pancakes are very different things. I strongly recommend original pancake house. Uh, they do, they do one that's like this big fluffy pancake kind of thing. That's Phil. It's great. Anyways, uh, big fan. <laughs> Your ratings are interesting. We'll do more talk on the ice cream cake phenomenon later because I don't think it is clearly not the best ice cream you've ever had. Yeah. And it's probably, even if you don't, even if there are some bad cakes, it's not the best cake you've ever had either. Are we talking fudgy? I mean, fudgy's the the bar is par for a ice cream cake, I think. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm going to have a slice. But like, would I rather eat ice cream from like Nicholas Creamery or even oh, Haagen-Dazs? Yeah, yeah. No yeah. question. I mean, I'd probably rather eat ice cream from Carvel. Yeah. See, so so that's what I'm saying. Like, but but Carvel just... is by nature going. Here is our B grade ice cream in the shape of a cool whale. <laughs> that's what's up. I mean, you know what I mean. That's what they're saying. They're saying like, hey, we know you like ice cream enough, and think this is clever, but we're just going to give you trite garbage. Like here it is. I love how opinionated you are on this, but dude, cake, two stars. Ice cream cake, two stars? No, just cake in general, two stars. I mean, yo, it's got a very low floor and a very high ceiling. I get it. Huge variance. True. Really good cake, and people have different cake tastes. (laughs) For me, I like a light, fluffy, moist cake. I know a lot of people who prefer a dense, rich cake. I don't don't mind that. You're like dense rich, okay? No, I, actually, I'll, I'll, I don't like it. I said, but, okay, but now okay. I, but now I think I like cheesecake so much, and I do like dense rich. But cheesecake is it such depends. a different. It's, it's a different cheesecake. animal. Have you had fluffy cheesecake yet? No, we actually okay. we talked about this on an episode like well, weeks and weeks well, ago. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to explain. All right, we're we doing. Gotta, we got to go to New York and get the fluffy cheesecake. We might have to go to New York. Let's say late morning. We'll do the quick pancake spot. Um, I think it's Union Street breakfast company something like that very good we'll get that walk about the city trounce around go to record stores etc i think um, we take the pot on the road and just podcast the whole ride i got the generator we i got the plug and we can do it i've done i've podcast from a car before there so we let's go. do that but i'm saying we got to walk off some of these cakes you know what i mean <laughs> and then try a few treats as we go um and and then give the people what they want 
But what the people really want, Pete, is for us to talk about music. What are we talking about today? They might want to talk about cake. We'll see after this episode. But Yo, today- I, I mean, really, I'm, I, I can't lie. I like cake more than music. So. <laughs> I don't know if I'll go there with you. But yeah, I mean, I, I get I it. No, you're giving it two stars. You're giving music at least three eight and a half. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> music probably gets a two, two as well. Um, we're going to talk about the Lemonheads. Um, which is a candy, which is probably below cake, actually. Same, same. But uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Lemonheads. Um, they're a band. They uh, started in 19, 1986. Um, a guy named Evan Dando. I think most people associate with the Lemonheads because at this point, he basically is the Lemonheads. And uh, they're from Massachusetts. They've put out a bunch of records over the years. A bunch. I think they're mostly known for the cover they did of Mrs. Robinson in the nineties. Um, to you, yes, We're, like not even close. That's not even close. Knows. Yeah. Um, but this week, I thought it would be interesting to talk about their 2006 album, um, which is self-titled, because I really like it. Or I'll say, I thought I really liked it. Um. I may still really like it, but you'll have to find out. Mm. Um, and I have no idea what you think about the Lemonheads or this album. So I thought it would be a fun one. You have proactively answered one of my questions going in because I, I do want to talk about it. So this, this is the self-titled record from 2006, um, which is their first record back after having been broken up or just not you know, active for about about 10 years, nine years, something like that. Yeah, I believe Evan went to rehab and just was basically taking time off. True. Understandable. Okay. Um, okay, so while listening to the record, I was like, wow, this is interesting. So uh, personal familiarity, not familiar with this record. Like nascently familiar with Lemonhead's material in general, but not in a I've sat with these records before this in a like oh i'm a fan way like i've listened and been like this is cool or had people play it lots of people i know who really like it so it's cool you know yeah um i think the uh the record i had heard the most is probably <sighs> come on feel the Lemonheads is the one i remember the cover the most of because somebody had it on cd somewhere i worked and it got played on pretty pretty frequent rotation interesting I would have thought it'd be shame about Ray. No, but I had heard it before. And for this episode, I did some diving and listened to Lovey, Shame About Ray, Come On Feel, and Car Button Cough. And I will say that is the block where I'm like, oh, okay, cool. This is the Lemonheads in my estimation. When I hear these records, this is what it is. It's Shame About Ray, I believe, is what I thought was their high point. Yeah. Um, and I think you've mentioned that before a long time ago when the Lemonheads came up. So that might have been in my head too. But I just <clears throat> enjoyed it. And it was both a... I listened to the 2006 record first. And I was like, hmm. Well, this isn't exactly what I thought the Lemonheads were like. But it's not a million miles off. And uh-huh. I was like, let me self-reference. So... Here's my question, like early, pre-getting into actually breaking down tracks, pre-anything else. Yeah. 
what what was the context? So you you thought this would be fun to do because it's a reunion record. What was the like? Hey, this is a record we gotta check out. What what is the p- full impulse? Give me give me your story. So the full Which deal. Maybe is, you didn't have one because I've definitely just shouted out like, let's do the Boston record, you know? So. <laughs> yeah, which which everyone loved. Um, I uh, it's really because um, one of the interesting details about this record is that um, Carl Alvarez and Bill Stevenson from Descendants and All, yes, um, function as the rhythm section on most of this record. Yes. Um, Bill Stevenson on, is on every track and I think he produced it. And then Carl Alvarez, I think is on like nine tenths of the tracks basically. Yes. But, um, because I know that you at least were a big descendants fan, I'm not sure where you stand currently. Yeah. Um, no, and you like a lot of the all stuff. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be just an interesting conversation because I feel like the crossover here it really bleeds through where if you hear this as someone who's familiar with descendants and all, you're going to immediately think to yourself, like, is this who I think it is? <laughs> so, Yo, um, yes, you, uh, nail hammer head. Um, so what I try to do with these records is if it's something I've never heard before, I put it on, just listen. I don't, I don't research it beforehand. I don't blah, 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 nah, nah, nah. I put this record on and immediately first song I'm like oh this had to be <laughs> this had to be recorded at blasting, blasting room. room or or like have Bill Stevenson involved or something and like oh my god like first track no question second track no question I'm like what this isn't and that's what prompted me to go really be like all right let me make sure I don't not know what the lemon head sound. Like. <laughs> um, so you didn't know that this crossover ever even happened. Not at all. Nobody told me that this was half an all record. Interesting. Um, so that's interesting. And I have a feeling there's other people out there who like descendants, like all who don't know that maybe, and who would very much at the very least owe themselves in this record to listen. Yeah. So, uh, you asked a good question. Do I like the descent? I like the descendants. Um, I really do. I was, it's like a complex answer. So the descendants feel like a spouse in a lot of ways mm-hmm. in that there's, there's like an unending love. Like I'm a bit like of an emphatic, like lovey dovey, like, sun and moon type person and then you know that that's not for everybody but with the uh, descendants i feel like i'm a sitcom relationship with them where i'm sitting on the couch and they come home from work and i'm just reading the newspaper and they come in they're like hey bob and i'm like yeah yep and just let them keep walking into the kitchen you know um (laughs) So I'm like a surly seventies dad husband to the descendants. Um, (laughs) I, my favorite descendants record is all I like weird descendants more than Milo goes to college. So, Mm -hmm. um, I don't like fart jokes. Mm -hmm. I get weird about the fact that some of their lyrics, and I'm not talking about like no fat beaver or like some of that, but it's just, uh, (sighs) some of it hasn't aged all that well. So, well, so there's that stuff that that's like 
by tone and tenor and like it was a different time, quote unquote, blah, 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 whatever, yeah. whatever. That stuff, yeah, sure. That 100% hasn't aged well. That can be said for a lot of things. I think there's a little bit of a weird thing. It's it's like when you do the age check on some of these guys and the songs and it's like, wait, are you guys writing songs for high schoolers? Because it sounds like you're writing songs for high schoolers, but you guys are in your mid-20s. Yep. And that always strikes me as weird. That said, I am a fan of the Descendants. Like, I I, I love Descendants All. Like, I love it. Um, love it. I think it's great. And it was an important record for me as a teen. And then moving forward to All, like, <clears throat> I probably, like, there's moments where I'm like, which band do I like more? Yes, it's the Descendants at the end of the day. But, like, I, I like All. The all material more than I like anything from the descendants post reunion, including mm-hmm. everything sucks. Okay. So like up to all problematic. Minus Mass Nerder. I don't really love Mass Nerder, but like and maybe minus Pummel, but a eh, couple songs and Percolator, eh, but but anyways, uh for the most part, I'll take every all record up to problematic up to an including problematic over descendants everything sucks which is like blasphemy to many people it's total blasphemy yeah that's fine uh, uh, everything up sucks up to an including problematic is every all record <laughs> that's right they never they do like a live plus one type thing after yeah, that yeah i think that's that's it they haven't yeah, done so, anything so, for like so, 20 okay. years i do like everything sucks more than mass nerder and I believe more than Percolator off the top of my head. I'm not looking at anything. I'm just going off the top of my head. Sure. Pummel is questionable, and I probably like Everything Sucks more, but like everything else, which is probably four or five albums, I like more than Everything Sucks. Sure. Um, Why is that? I don't... (sighs) There's a certain sheen. (laughs) We We can use that, not sheen. Um... (laughs) <laughs> on the production that I don't love. What do we do? What do we do? Which uh, there was definitely parts of this record where I was like, huh, I'd like to hear Evan Dando sing Shreen. Um, <laughs> there's definitely parts of Everything Sucks and good songs on Everything Sucks. And there's good songs in the Descendants catalog after this. None of the material sticks with me. And I ask more, more, is this a me thing? than the band you know like the production changes and when i think about the descendants i like when they get a little funky and weird new wave you know like i like how odd some of the material becomes and it's almost like there's more of a through line from milo goes to college straight over to everything sucks Mm -hmm. then than from the later era Descendants material, if that makes sense. Like, I like that they're weird and SSTE meets uh, New Wave-ish, like, influences, if not, like, full-on leaning into that and trying to do some weird stuff with the guitar sound. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I love Descendants. I loved. I love all. Um, all right. And I had no idea about this, and That's I so funny. excited... I, I yo, I'm excited to tell some of my friends who love all that. Like, hey, have you heard this Lemonheads record from <clears throat> 2006? And yeah. See what they think. So, um, so by nature, I fully endorse your reason for for uh, selecting this record. Beautiful. Um, give me 
this. Going in, you like this record. Yes. When you listened to it, did you like it as much as you thought you did? Um, it's confusing. So just a little bit of background. I was a big Lemonheads fan for a long time. Um, I was even a fan. Evan Dando put out a record in 2003. I'm blanking on what it was called. Um, Baby on Board. Okay. Um, and that was what I thought was like the comeback record. I thought he was going to have a solo career. And then he put this record out. And I was stoked because I was a big All fan, a big Descendants fan, and a big Lemonheads fan. And it was yeah. like the world's colliding. Um, yeah, all, all s- sticking their hand in the blender. Yeah. So at the time, I was all about it. Um, just because it was like something I had dreamed of, you know, um, yeah. that I'd never imagined would happen. But, and I saw them live actually on this tour. They toured like the three of them together. Oh, interesting. I saw them at okay. Maxwell's actually. Um, it was great. I bet that was a cool show. It was great. Great. Sound great. Is it, cool. You know, I it mean, was, Maxwell's it, is a great room. It was much like the uh, Melvin's Jello Biafra show that I talked about. A few episodes ago, though, in, in the way that if you've ever if you've ever seen the Lemonheads, Evan Dando, uh, he likes the drink, and uh, Bill Stevenson and Carl Alvarez like to keep things a little tighter, and uh, those two do not work tight, all that tight well as together. a drum. Yeah, I could see yeah, that being exactly. weird, uh, so, weird texture. Yeah, um, so interesting, but fun, just because it's like one of those things you won't see very often. Yes. Um, and. So yeah, I gave it a lot of play when it came out. I was really excited for it. Um, and then really didn't come back to it for a long time. So I was excited to do this record for the podcast just because one of my favorite things about all of this is revisiting old things and like really picking them apart. Yes. And uh, here we are. So, so yeah, that's kind of the history with me on this one. Okay, good. I- I'm with it. Um so let me let me just say, I have questions for you. Do you like mm-hmm. it when I have questions for you? I like. Yeah, it. I like it. Yeah. Would someone who is a giant Lemonheads fan of, uh, 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 it's a shame about Ray. Would they have any reason to be like, this isn't what I was looking for on this record, in your estimation? I think so. Um, When I think about it, I know that you said you started at Lovey when you did your deep dive. I started at Shame. Okay. Then went to the next two and then went back to Lovey. Got it. And kind of thought, I was like, okay, I really think it's like a trilogy. Yeah. Starting at Shame about Ray through, what is it, Car Baby Cloth. Or uh, whatever it's called, and car button um, cloth, yeah, car button cloth, not baby. That would have been a better cover, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I went back to Lovey, and I was like, "Oh, okay, this is the prequel. I'm with it." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely where they start to kind of take form. Yeah, and where Evan like starts to lead the band because I think before that there were different singers and stuff. But right, um, I think that this record has elements that are more reminiscent of the earlier Lemonheads, like um, oh. Hate Your Friends and Creator, just because there's more of a power pop thing going on. Sure, sure. Um, so if you're a big fan of Shame About Ray, I think you're going to find 
certain pieces that you'll like. Like you'll you'll like the lyrics, you mm-hmm. like Evan Dando's voice, mm-hmm. you like um, you know, certain certain like Dando isms, like just like more acoustic driven, uh, like quasi power pop songs. Yeah. Um, but you won't find you'll you'll find a lot I think that you don't like as much. So so that was kind of that I'm glad you said that about the earlier records because it's sort of where I was swirling in my head was like okay like <clears throat> I know that they kind of started as this like it's almost not fair to call them a punk band but they played with punk bands or were on a punk record. They were label, in that world, yeah. And they were in that world cuz they had nowhere <laughs> else to be and they were kind of weird, you know. Um but I haven't really sat with any of that material in any sort of way. So I was like, okay. And I knew they played with the descendants and all way back then. So um, maybe they didn't even play with the descendants, but they certainly played with all. I have seen flyers with them both. So I was like, okay, maybe there was something there. So that, that adds up to me where the Lemonheads signature sound comes in is where they, really kind of in a unique way are able... So one, Dando's voice is, is pretty unique, like has a signature sound. So that helps right off the start. But two, this, this musically, just speaking to the instrumentation, they're able to blend, like you were saying, kind of a power pop thing with this acoustic jangle and, and like swing mm-hmm. that I think is all over It's a Shame About Ray. Yeah. And so they, they kind of have this power pop like the sweetness and melody of really successful power pop songs meets some of the more (sighs) loose form of alternative and then a signature vocal over yeah and i think on my estimation of listening to those four these five records really it's a shame about ray really hits um I, i listened to I guess Varshans and Varshans two in parts as well. And was like, Oh, I see where he's, he's, he's really exploring the studio space here. Okay. Um, but, but I, I listened to those and I, by my ear, I, on first glance really agreed with you that it's a shame about Ray is their, their peak. I think Mm -hmm. that's like musically their peak, but I, I really enjoyed parts of car button cloth too. Like I I was pulled into that record and was like, Oh, this is kind of interesting. And, uh, you know, those are actually records I plan to revisit. This record, the self-titled from 2006, has elements, but it really hits me how prevalent Bill Stevens and Carl Alvarez as well, but the production of the Blasting Room is on the yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it can be a make or break for people, I think. Uh, and if you compare just the guitar sound on the trilogy of records from a shame about Ray to, to uh, car button cloth. When you compare the sound on those records production versus the 2006 album, there's a very distinct difference that may play or might just totally be a deal breaker for you. It's very slick. How do you feel about it? The production yeah, on this record and for the band. I mean, um, it depends. It's slick, but not in this like big room way. It's like it's slick in a clean way. You know what I mean? Like 
it's um well, it just sounds like an all record to me. I mean, and that's, that's right. And this, that's, it's, it, I was that's tr- the whole thing. It's just, it's like, if you, and that's, I guess, to your question before about someone who was a fan of Shame About Ray, like, it's, it's truly like half an all record, half, half Lemonheads record. That's right. And I mean, I can, I can pick out the tracks, by the way. <laughs> right. Um, exactly. I mean, Bill Stevenson wrote a few of them, I think. Wrote but, a few of them. And, and like, it's pretty distinct. And some of them, you can really hear them getting their all bag but i was trying to put myself in a different place pete because i wanted to see like both you and i came into this record at different times but we both came into it with a knowledge of all yeah and i have to assume there's people who are lemonheads fans who maybe weren't familiar with all yeah 100 percent. you know so so i wonder what they think because so there's something with all records <clears throat> and really you know like this might you know, you can chalk this up to Descendants, Everything Sucks as well. Like, it's almost like the instrumentation is antiseptic. It's so clean and pristine. And, like, I try to put myself as not this, like, production junkie. You know, like, I appreciate a lot of different sounds. And as I mentioned, like, I really like that. I like All Problematic. I think it's a good record. There's a couple tracks that haven't aged well, a couple songs that suck. But I I like the highs (laughs) on that record. I really enjoy. Everything Sucks. Some really, really good songs on there. Um, But overall, the the production on stuff from The Blasting Room, very little of it catches me, even though it has a signature sound. You know? Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's almost inescapable. And I just think about it. I'm like... It's not big like U2 or some shit, you know? Right. But in the punk, alternative, indie, etc. world, underground, it certainly has its own feel. And and I think we're saying like, are you are you all in or are you all out? <laughs> Is how you gotta feel on this record. Um and, and it put me in a weird place with it because I like all. And I, I, as I've said, like, I actually don't love the production, but I still, there's still stuff that's like, it's so undeniably good. I can't get away from it. You know, the I can't. The songs be are like, there. Yeah. 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 The tra- it's got tracks. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, to, and to your point, I mean, when I think Blasting Room, I think Fat Records bands, I think Epitaph yes, Records bands. Yes, so, yes. like, so. How I don't much think cr- alternative. I don't think indie, you know? No, no. So how much crossover is there between like diehard Lemonheads fans and that stuff? I'm there's definitely some, but yeah, I don't there know. Is, there is for sure. But I, it, but that's like and it a was, lot of I mean, that might be in the post 2006 era too, you know? Right, exactly. Which is, I mean, it's interesting that this came out on Vagrant, Vagrant Records too, because yep. that's, you know, not necessarily where I would have imagined Evan Dando moving, but at the same time, when you go from a major label and you started on Tang Records, where do you go? I guess so. Well, and especially after <clears throat> you just had, you know, a nine-year hiatus, and and right. no one has an idea of how much the Lemonheads, you know, carry salt. You mm-hmm. know, like it's like, are they are they something people are going to be really excited about? Is it going to be? You know, is anyone going to really want this record? So, and yeah. you got to remember the the time and tenor of quote unquote the record industry, the the music industry. Um, 2006 is a weird time. So, p- 
people who were looking for mid nineties money were not getting it. Yeah. <laughs> so probably got an okay deal to sign with Vagrant and did the damn thing. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I actually, I think it loses some of that. Like I mentioned that jangle in the swing, um, from it's a shame about Ray, that kind of acoustic hollow sound you find that's n- almost nowhere on this record. From yeah, production. The, like, the flying burrito brothers influence is not there. <laughs> Yo, so, so that's, that's, that's not here. It's almost like, yeah, uh, uh, this is the burrito bowl of, of <laughs> Lemonheads records. You ordered a burrito, but you didn't want the tortilla. So it's like, oh, okay. I mean, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a lot of this stuff, but man, it's a little different eating this with a fork. Uh, right. <laughs> okay. So um, I don't know where you're at. Do you want to, is there anything else we should note here before we move into the track by track? No, let's go into the track by track. Let's fucking do this. Uh, kick us off with the opener, Black Down. If it ain't fixed, don't break it. When the pain pricks, you can take it. Kill the werewolf, wouldn't take it. Bring the sky down while we're waiting. Put a line out of cup bacon. Drop a dime now for Satan. Where's your black gown? If you find out you're mistaken, give exactly what you're taking. When it's time to throw the raking. So, black gown, I mean... I just tried to put myself in the headspace of someone who didn't know it was coming. Like when I heard the record for the first time, mm-hmm. I mean, it's really, it's, it's all in on like the energy. And I remember I read an interview with Evan Dando when it came out and, uh, the interviewer was like, how'd you end up with these guys? He's like, I don't know. You know, we just jammed together and these guys fucking rock. I just want to like keep writing songs with them. So <laughs> I, I, I get the sense that like cool. he, he was just so amped on people who were like, down to just sit in the studio and write songs that like have a lot of energy For um, sure. because car button cloth was like pretty low energy, pretty dark. That's right. I know that there yep. were like, like deep addiction stuff going on. It's like, you can sense that it's like a really dark record. And then uh baby on board was more or less an acoustic record. Um, it was pretty much just him doing his thing. Right. So this one, it feels like he's getting back on the horse you know, playing with like a full like rock band for lack of a better word and uh, just going for it. So like, it's not one of my favorite songs on the record. I think it's a pretty strong intro track. It definitely gives you the sense that you're in for a different kind of ride than you might be expecting. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's like a, it's like a solid, solid Lemonheads track. Yeah. I mean, so this was as, as coming into this kind of blind, I was like, okay, super up tempo. This is where I was like, yo, this is like Bill Stevenson's playing on the song, right? Like, and then I, I looked into it. I was like, oh, yeah. 
Um, it's a blitz. It's a blitz to open the record. Um, it's poppy. Um, it's rocking. It's very close, bordering into a punk song. Um, yeah. Really like the baseline opening, but again, there's a few all notes. This is an all song. Um, yeah. So, but but you do get a lot of Evan Dando in good form. Like I, I think he he you know speaking broadly, but also specifically to this song, he starts to sh- remind you like why he is a captivating vocalist and lyricist. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is his best on the record. I think we get there later as he kind of warms in. But everything you said about the like uh, the energy, you can almost feel like you're doing what amounts to a reunion record yeah. of new material. What do you do? You come out high energy. So um, I'm with it. I like the song, uh, but it totally threw me for a loop as it wasn't the Lemonheads that I new in my head but right i like it yeah i think talking about the lyrics too you mentioned um there are certain songs on here that uh bill stevenson wrote the lyrics to yes i think there's one song maybe two that um evan dando and bill stevenson worked on together and then yep. there are others obviously that just evan dando wrote and from a lyrical perspective also from a song perspective but lyrics in particular you can really tell the difference between the two so and i like both of them a lot as lyricists but it's interesting to see them kind of working together here yeah yeah because you you imagine bill stevenson thinking about it and trying to write into a dando space but he still does some things that are quintessentially his own you know and you can hear that on all songs as well so okay uh next track become the enemy Yo, this is the worst song on the record, I think. Wow. I really like this song. <laughs> so to me, it has weird, bad ballady energy. Okay. Um, feels like the very slow song on the, some of the like mid-90s all records. Okay. I like the twang hints in Dando's vocals. He never goes full, but just hints, and I think they're fun. Uh, overall, though, the song goes on for too long. And this is where, to be honest, I'm like, yo, is this like a weird all Lemonheads, like Evan Dando singing for all record in disguise? And I didn't <laughs> like the song. I don't like the song. Fair I enough. I tried. You like it, though. Please tell me I about like it. I like it. Um, so this is a Bill Stevenson song. I believe you wrote yes. the song and the lyrics. Um, yes. And I, when Bill Stevenson sings about his relationship not working. I I'm like a total sucker for it. Okay. I, I think and that's, he, that's he, all it is. Okay. I um, think he, he lands some really quality stuff later on the record. So, so I yeah. won't, I won't crush too hard here. No, I mean, I just I, like, I like this type of song from Bill Stevenson, but also I really like the segue from this, from the first song to this song. I think it's a really great transition. Okay. Um, I think it I kind think of, it's not terrible. I, I actually think you're right. The transition's nice, and you come down. You have to come out of that first song with something different because because you got to let people know this isn't just going to be a bunch of like minute and a half punk songs. Exactly. It just kind of downshifts a little bit, um, and I think it has like a cool swing to it. I like the beat. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I'm a fan. Okay. Uh, next song, Pittsburgh. So I think they found the right balance by right here. Like I, I think. Here, all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, it's still 
still I can hear some of this trademark Bill Stevenson, Carl Alvarez stuff going on in the track. But it feels it doesn't feel totally like an all song. It's starting to pull out. Um, I like some of the lyrics. Uh, yeah, I like the song. Not not too much else to say about it. Yeah, this one, I really don't have much to say about it. It's fine. Um, right. It's like there's a build up towards the middle that I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. The it this song keeps the momentum going, but it I could really take it or leave it. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. What was it's the? It's not a cut, but it's just like. Yeah, this is. I mean, this is. This is. Uh, you're. You're. You're not wrong. It's a. It's a mid-tier song. I mean, it's here's not the a high th- and it's not a low. Yeah, and here's the thing too. I think knowing the Lemonheads catalog and knowing the All and Descendants catalogs, I think of both bands as being really, really spotty. Where every record, for the most part, with few exceptions, has some really high highs and then some like a lot of mid tier and a lot of low. Okay, um, but, yeah. the, but the, but the highs, the highs are carry. so high yep. that you almost overlook everything else. So when I think about it in that context, I like this record kind of ends up being somewhat like that. Pete, you're teasing, you're teasing, unknowingly teasing the, uh, the new rating system that I've been working on that we're going to okay. unveil soon. So yes, I agree. I agree with your thing. This is a mid tier song, but it's fine. Um, I was also unknowingly teasing my whole thought on the record as I was saying it. I realized <laughs> that, but Hey, it's okay. It's, it's good. It's good. Um, <clears throat> let's just laugh. Just laugh. We can never do anything about anything anyway. Whatever will be, I guess we'll see. So let's just laugh. This is my second favorite song on the record. Uh, yes. Uh, might be my favorite. It's either, it's top three for sure. Okay. So this is a uh, Dando and Stevenson collaboration song. Um, this the is the lyrics, first song where I think it feels not like an all project. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I could see that, but it definitely it has those elements. Away. It still has yeah. it, but it's moving away. It, yeah. I like how many different parts there are. Like that's yes. the part that feels all to me. Okay. Is just like, there are these really stark transitions that work really well, but it doesn't feel like something that Evan Dando would have done on his the, own. Those stark transitions <clears throat> are all signature transitions, you yep. know, like the almost vocal stopping and then pick up like with the next line. Like it's, it's very trademark. Yeah. Um, I also just love the lyrics of this song. I think they're great. His vocals and lyrics carry the song. Uh, excellent song. Poughkeepsie. 
All right. Um, it continues. Uh, I think they're in the groove. I really like this track. Um, I'm trying to think what I can say about it. I think it's clever. I think lyrically, um, lyrically, it's it's sort of light, mm-hmm. but I uh, I kind of think this is where it starts to be like you were saying dandoisms. I don't know if it's there, but it's kind of like one of the things I think of as a signature for this dude and his lyrics, at least on this record and the ones I've, I've torn up a little bit. He's his wordplay is both. Um, it's fun and it's light, even when it's dealing with heavier subjects. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets heavy, the wordplay gets real heavy. Yeah. So um, this one's more light. But he's kind of he 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 kind of does it so deftly that it doesn't feel like you're trying to cram a book in, and and it's something I've thought about a lot with lyrics is the efficiency of word use, and he's really good with that. He definitely is. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, this one, I'm with you. It like it's good. It keeps the energy going. Um, it this one has more of an older Lemonheads feel, I think, yes. than a yes. few songs. So, it just so has is- that. Yeah, it just ahead. has a little bit more punch just because, you know, Bill Stevenson's behind the kit. Yes, and that's something I was thinking about is that um, tempo-wise on this record, that's one of the things you can't escape. If Bill Stevenson's playing the drums, he's playing the drums. Yeah. Especially when he's recording them too. He's going to say, this is what they're going to sound like. Right, exactly. Um, and you lose that when you listen to the, you know, Shame About Ray, um, there's a there's a gallop and a fast pace, a fast beat that doesn't sound like Bill Stevenson's fast beat, and it's probably technically not as good, and it's probably not as concise and like driving. But I'm so familiar with Bill Stevenson's work that um, <laughs> there's times when I tune it out, which I, I hate to admit, but like that. But I think from Let's Just Laugh. <clears throat> is where this starts to feel more like a lemon's head lemon heads record by my estimation. Okay. And it kind of rolls through There's a couple songs at the end that uh, arguable, but, but the first three tracks are the most Ollie all to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So anyways, um, this one, this one keeps that briskness, but feels more lemon's head E to me. Yeah. Okay. As does the next track, which is rule of three. Yeah, this one, there are a few songs on this record that used to be skip tracks for me. Uh-huh. And the more I listened to the record, the more they kind of grew on me. And then depending on, I don't know, sometimes they would be skip tracks. This one, for whatever reason, when I listened to it for this episode, I liked it. Yeah. But I didn't love it. I mean, it's just, it's it's another one that's just like a solid track. It's really catchy, but it's pretty quick. Like, it's too quick for me to hate it. Um. And there's like there's hand claps in it. It's like it's a fun song. There's but it's, a, again, it's not, vo- I'm not putting it on a mixtape or anything. You know what I mean? Oh Sorry. no no no. The the there's a playful nature between, and I sometimes I'll say vocal interplay, but it's not like vocal play with itself. It's the way the vocals are playing with the music on this is fun. They yeah. they just do it well. Dando's kind of flexing on this song, um, in a quick efficient way. I like it. Cool. Um, next track, no backbone. Um, one of the best songs on the album, 
maybe number three. I don't know. Um, I, we're lockstep on this. This is one, two, or three for me. I don't think it's number one, but it's really good. My first note here was starting to really alt out. Yeah. I mean, Mascus does leads on it. So, <laughs> Duh, like <laughs> just as much as you can hear Bill Stevenson and Carl Al- Alvarez on Black Gown. Yeah. With even, uh, like, I, I was doing headphones listen. I'm like, oh, there's the Jay Maskis guitar feature. Okay. <laughs> I think it works so well. Yeah, it does. Because it, I, it really I tried works. to do the, okay, what would the sound, song sound like without that? Total cutting room floor song without it. Yeah. But with it, got this fun texture, really makes the song work. You throw in Evan Dando's vocals, all of a sudden it's like, oh, this all of a sudden, this is like a traveling Wilburys of, uh, a hundred percent. 1992 yeah. um, underground music, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, the guitar tones on this are the only thing that really separated from an all song for me. Um, yeah. So I, I do think that like, I don't know. It's, it's really tough sometimes I don't, just trying song, to distinguish between it, but like, it's a little longer though. You know, you got to remember yeah. this is almost, it's like a three minute song. I do think that the last like 25 seconds of the song it's like drawn out end of song might even sure. be last 40 seconds. Like it almost feels like they really wanted to make sure they had a complete like, okay. And on the eighth, there we go. <laughs> and it's done. And it's like, okay, like it, it didn't need to be that long. Um, <sighs> is it more of a, is this more of an all song or more of a lemons head song is a funny way to look at this record. This one treads the line carefully with Jay Maskus, it starts to feel a lot more alt with that lead. Yeah, and that's probably why I put it more in that. Like, okay, it feels more. It feels less like Lemon an alt song. Camp. Yeah, yeah, it feels more Lemonhead's Head Camp. But it's really, you know, it, it's an amalgamation. I'm very curious to hear what you think about the next song, Baby's Home. Baby's Home. Yeah. Um, so my, my notes were that it almost feels like a deep cut off the Tom Petty record Wildflowers. Okay. Um, with the kind of triumphant upward guitar parts. Like they're moving up, but the production is kind of trying to be this drawn in. Like not folksy but it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the the different song the weird song right it's supposed to be the tempo song um with the production choices and guitars parts going right instead of left that's almost all that keeps this song from going faux country yeah i'm keeping this one 
Again, it's the lyrics and vocals, especially towards the end of the song, that really kept it. It's a memorable song to me. Like I yeah. like it. I think that that last that last verse in it, I believe. Let me see because I, I it's notable. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Although my heart's hurting, my shotgun is working. Yes, and exactly. It it's a hell of a surprise. Yeah. It, yes. So yeah. You may think I went out to work, but I took the day off and I watched him as his car pulled in the drive. And although my heart's yeah. hurt, my shotgun <laughs> is working. It really hits you with that. It's so um, good. It's really good. And so it, it's the uh, it's a it's a quick left to the the head, the chin, with lyrics that that keep it good. It, it's a fun song. Where are you at on it? Uh, it's one of my favorites on the record. And one of the reasons is because it's one of the few songs that I feel like is firmly a Lemonhead song. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And there's, there's not much, I mean, obviously the, 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 the players are there, but it feels like it could have been on car button cloth or something. It's like, it's what Evan Dun- Dando I think does really well, which is just like heartbroken, drunk, sadness, kind of mixed with anger, but like more sad than angry. Um, it's, I don't know. I think it's great, but then it's also just like, it's country tinged, you know, like there's fine burrito brothers all over it. Um, I love the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's a great song. Um, but I was, I was curious. I I read a few reviews for this and the pitchfork review, which like, you know, who cares obviously, but like, I just always think it's interesting to see where they take things no, depending really on fun. like when it came out and uh, now that they're revising all the reviews, but um, which by the way is why we can revise our reviews. I true. Can nothing about it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, they like tore this record apart, particularly this song. Really? And I was like, I was like, man, come on. Good song. But hmm. yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, this is not in my top three, but maybe number four, like this is a good song. Yeah, it's four or five. I mean, there are like five. If if I made this an EP, it would be five perfect songs, and this is one of them. I'm really curious where these last three fall for you. So, yeah, uh, kick us off on in passing. In passing, um, the guitar riff is like quintessential Lemonheads, which does something for me. But overall, 100%. overall, it's like it's a fine song. I'm like I'm I'm keeping it. I don't think I don't think I actually have any cuts on this record, but it's just it's one of the like three or four songs that s- essentially serves as like a filler track, but mm. a little better than a filler track, I would say. Yeah, I like this song. I I, I think it's more Lemonheads e than uh, than much of the record, and I I think some of the lyrics lost me and got kind of too too hard but but i did like that he was going to different places lyrically um yeah this one feels like the song that could have fit on car button cloth if any song on this record would Mm -hmm. um and that that pulled me into it And, and this is also the point in the record where i'm like okay like this record has firmly established itself as doing its own thing. And if I were to isolate this song, if I, the record had started with this song, I maybe wouldn't have gone, oh, Bill Stevenson and Carl Alvarez are on this song. You know what I mean? Yep. 
So, so that, that was a win for me. Steve's boy. So straight up Bill Stevenson song. I think he wrote the whole thing, maybe wrote lyrics. Yeah. Whole thing. Um, it's both beautiful and very sad. Yep. Um, really affecting account of an odd father son relationship as it reaches yeah. the end, you know? And, uh, uh, yeah, very good. Um, yeah. <laughs> like dark, but, but all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Hey, like, like you now go, okay, you're adding something here that is not your signature. I mean, he's, he's a low key lyricist, this is very much in his wheelhouse yeah. of lyrics. Um, but it's some of his best work, I think, too. So, This is my favorite song of the record, Bob. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. it's I feel strange saying that because I don't even consider this a Lemonhead song. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, like okay. this, could, this could just be on any all record or Descendants record and it would just be like the best song on that record. You know what I want to say though? I think like, I think there are all vocalists who would have done this, uh, justice for sure. Yeah. I don't think I could have Milo singing this song. Yeah. I don't think so either. Actually, now that you say that. And I think Dando, it's an all song. It's, it's an all song. Dando as a vocalist on it though, I think delivers and the way his kind of, I think his vocals can be disaffected in the best possible way, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think like Chad Price could maybe do yes. disaffected. Yes. Just as good, maybe. They're really close, actually. I, I literally was going back and forth between this record and Breaking Things. Yeah. And was really thinking about that. And Chad Price is on Breaking Things, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. First um, Chad Price. That is. And it's my favorite. I think that's my favorite all record. You introduced me to that probably 25 years ago. Or I'm glad something. I did. Yeah. It's a fucking Not great that long record. ago, but yeah, that's pretty long ago. Um, <laughs> I was, I was nine years old. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> no, it um, wasn't that long ago. It was, it was yeah. only, it was probably only 23 years ago. Let's be yeah. real. <laughs> um, it's a very, very good song. You're right. It's not necessarily a lemon head song. Uh, yeah, it's a very good song. It's But I mean, to your point, it, like the lyrics are so striking. It's like what Bill Stevenson does so well is just take these really really complicated emotions yeah. that are super relatable for people and just put them in the most concise terms. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he just nails it here. It like dude, it hits me. It like makes me want to cry. Um Yeah, you know what's weird is that um if you read them flatly they're quite direct, but they're also there's definitely a poetry in them, and that's yeah. something that I don't think is given credit. Uh, so let's just hello, it's me, your son again. I'll let myself in back to save your life, back to ruin your day. I can't make you well, I can't make you love me, but I'm not leaving here without you. There's something really, uh, I mean, it's. This is like Bill Stevenson quintessential, like stamp it on the cover kind of thing. Yeah. But there's something that when you pair this with the disaffected nature of Dando's vocals with the music that makes this just like 
sing. It just it just brings it to life, and it's you can feel the strain and pain in the relationship, but also that it's not you know that there's there's a stress to it, but the pain is that it's coming to the end. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely an affecting song. So good song. I don't. I didn't even think about this track for my favorite songs on the record because it's so singular. Yeah, I love sad songs, dude. The sad song, I, I'm more in. I, I'm with you. I'm with. I you. want the pain. I want the pain in the <laughs> darkness all, the all day all right. long. I truly. All right. Um, but but I I mean the one thing here too for me is like if you show this song, I think this song or let's just laugh. Mm. to anyone that's a fan of the descendants or all they'll be like oh fuck i need to listen to lemonheads yeah i think so too i think that's totally right i think that's totally right um and that is my biggest takeaway from this record is that if you like the descendants or all you really should give this record a big try yeah. um and i don't know that it's totally on radar so um let's close it out december it's early in the day, so it's late enough to say you were a liar. And the truth becomes more clear as I get higher. Find a buyer. Claim yourself exempt and wear a wire. Sleep around until you're good and tired. Good and tired. Watch your bubble out of sight Tell me, psycho, where's the knife? Set your watch through my life Yeah, tell yourself you're not my type um, This is the closer track Good energy on this song It doesn't really have any of the great hooks That I think are all over this record Mm. Um, it works pretty well as a closer though. Um, they do this like really long, very all esque kind of breakdown part towards the end. So that I, like really loses me there. It's this jammy psych trip all part, which is yeah. like, so it's like all pretending they're the doors. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just fine. Pete, even including that, this is in my top three songs. Wow. I think the first part of it is so catchy. And the last 30 seconds of the song where they go back to that catchy up-tempo riffing. That part is great. Yeah. it's It catches me so much more than any of the like more snappy material on this record. Okay. Uh, it feels really unique and quick even here. Um. And it sort of marries what I think of as the Lemonhead sound with whatever this all thing is they have going on. Fair enough. So there might be, I, I think Let's Just Laugh is a better song. And I th- think No Backbone I like more too. But this song sort of encompasses how I feel about the record. It's got stuff I like, gets stuff I like but i'm confused because of the context (laughs) and then some weird shit too so um (laughs) 
<laughs> uh, so I, I I like it. I it's a, one of my top three songs. Um, All right, and and I find it an interesting closer because it closes on this big up tempo. I tried very hard for the last few songs not to use the word fun because that's where this record falls for me. It's a fun record. Yeah, you know, um, I was I was pleasantly surprised, but I I mean I also think even in their darkest moments, the Lemonheads are are like. On the, the records I, I talk about, their height, you know, the the kind of uh, shame about Ray and forward for those three records. There's a heaviness lyrically and a darkness lyrically. For a lot of part, it's it's like it's like eating black sp- like chocolate sponge cake. Yeah, it's dark, but it goes down light. Right. So, um, <laughs> so this one adds that. Bring it and back. Then, and then, exactly. I'm going right back to the treats. Um, <laughs> All right, Pete. Is this record too long? Does it drag? Um, it's pretty good. I don't think it drags. Doesn't. I drag. mean, it's it's a little longer than. I think it's thirty five uh, minutes, and it doesn't feel thirty five minutes, which yeah. says something. You know what I mean? Like I thought it was longer than that. Interesting. Is it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Let's say. Let's say. Let's say. Yeah, you're probably right. Oh shit! I'm not finding the timing. Come on, fuckers. Um. Man, somebody's got to do a better job with their stuff. Um, next question, because I agree. I don't think it. How does it flow? Does it feel disjointed or slapped together at all? No, I think it flows well. I agree. It's There's the jarring nature. 39 minutes and 42 seconds. Oh, that's, okay. oh no, no, no. That's with the tactile. Bonus tracks. Yeah, so, so I think it's about 35 yes, minutes. You're right, about 35 minutes, yeah. Um, the only thing that's disjointed is from a long time listener sake i think sonically there's a texture to the record then we also have identified that it feels like there's decided all songs and decided lemonhead songs on here so that's that doesn't gel together perfectly they try it's so the the flow isn't a 10 of 10 but but it's solid it's not it's not the worst yeah quality of the songs and the lyrics lyrics are great Lyrics are great throughout. Yep. Songs are good. I mean, good. Yeah. All, Highs are high. All, in, all in all, yeah. High quality. Yo, quick, quick aside. Is this, is that, um, is, uh, do, 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 um, Steve's boy, is that maybe your favorite Bill Stevenson song? No, I can't say that. Okay, all right, we'll, we'll do an. I don't know what though. my favorite song would be, but I I would really have to think about that one. I agree with that. Timelessness. Does this strictly exist in a time and place? Uh, it's certainly for people interested in a specific thing. Um, or a I feel couple like specific it, things now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's a couple of specific things, but I mean, it it has a sound that if you're not familiar with that sound or you're not interested in that sound you're not going to be um, by listening to this record probably, but it, uh, I don't know. It's, it, it sounds like anything that came out of the blasting a room from 1996 to now, basically. That's true. And yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's a specific sound that maybe is loosely tied to a time, but isn't, isn't by definition tied to a time. So, right. 
Um, how about the artwork? How, what do you think of the album art? What do you think of the le- whole rollout? I um, I actually I like the f- the word the the font the way they have the the name of the eleven heads written at the top. I like the colors. The photo is not the best. Um, it doesn't totally stand out as a record cover, but I like it. I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean, I don't feel like they've ever had great album covers, so it's like to me, it's it's fine. It's kind of just what the Lemonheads do. It feels a little slapped together, but it's it's also not offensive in any way. Do you have a favorite record cover by the band? Um, hate your friends is a classic. Okay. Oh yeah, it looks that's it just looks like a. <laughs> it's like a. Uh, very stock 80s like um punk kind of punk and punk adjacent style record cover yeah you throw the the colors a little differently maybe you could make it look like um is it uh what bc boys record is that ill communication yeah 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 Yeah, so uh, i um, mean the cover of creator is like fine the cover of lick sucks the cover of lovey sucks yes yes cover of it's a shame about ray kind of sucks come on feel the Lemonheads. i think is kind of cool in a weird way yeah it's kind of cool i mean i like i actually like the cover of car button cloth in the same way that i like that shitty descent or uh D- dinosaur jr record yep Green me Mind. too <laughs> like i i like i actually love how bad it is <laughs> i like this yeah i think we're both going car button cloth is our favorite uh Lemonheads record yeah um, so all this said, we need to give it a rating between one and five stars. What are you giving it? I'm going to give it a 2.5. I'm going... I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I think the highs on here are so high for me. And then a lot of it is just not forgettable, but nothing that I'm ever going to actively go back to unless I put the record on to hear those highs. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh 2.5 for me. See, the hard part is I'm going to give it a two and somebody's going to hear that and be like, it's only a two out of five. And I'm like, look, man, like there's a lot of good on this record. It just hit me in a weird way. And it's not totally what I want from the Lemonheads. There's some good songs overall. There's not much I would change. Um, but it's probably a two out of five for me. It, like, I guess I could give it a two point five. Like, I could, but there's just um, man. Well, I, I mean, guess I is... like it enough that I'd give it a two point five. But, but I think of the other Lemonheads material that I really kind of dug through, it's not. It's not their first, second, or third best record that I listened to. To be honest, yeah. I think I put it on par with Lovey, and Lovey had material that I just some of it I was just like, eh, whatever. You know, I think they were sure. still kind of putting it together there. So I would give it, yeah, I'm gonna give it a two out of five. All right. Are you adding it to your collection though? No. All right. It's a cool record. If somebody, if I saw it used for a reasonable price, I'd buy it. But I'm looking at LPs right now. Some Lemonhead LPs fans expensive. out there. Woo. Yeah. Do you, is it in your collection? I have it. Do you have like a cool version of it? 
Uh, I just I bought it when it came out as clear oh, vinyl, I believe. Shit! All right, let's see where you at. I'm gonna try to find your version. Um, Peter, you're gonna tease what we're doing next time. So you know what? I'm not going to. You're not going to. Okay. I'm gonna keep it a secret. Keep it like a secret. Let's see. All right, clear vinyl. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Two thousand vagrant. Do you like any other records on Vagrant Records? Alkaline Trio. Oh yeah, that's saves right. Saves the day. Oh right. Um wow. Um, okay, so your clear vinyl copy of this record. Um two are available currently. One for 150 euros, so about 185. Uh or another that is for 280 euros so about 395 dollars including a lot of shipping on that one so uh yeah time to cash out Um, i don't know if i like it that much maybe i maybe i i'll take it out of my collection (laughs) no no we can't (laughs) take it out of it i'm just i'm just kidding all right everybody follow us on social media instagram and twitter at trackspod and email us at trackspod at gmail.com good night everybody Shame in that Just let me stay a while